Tepes. Tepes. <laughs> I feel like it's aggressive. In Romanian? Yeah, there's a thing under the, the T and that. a thing under the S. So I feel like instead of T, it's Th. And the S is like Z. So Tepes. <laughs> How do you know what the T and I just S made that like up when I... I just oh. made that up. <laughs> when I, that's how it is. You just feel like that. No, I think the symbol, like if you have like a comma symbol under a letter, I think it definitely changes the sound of it because when I studied Arabic, that's how it was. So you're just assuming what the sound changed to? Yeah, as based on what I know to. about Romania, which is absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So, let's vibe up. Okay. I'm Alyssa. <laughs> I'm Aisha. I'm Alex. I'm oh, I'm a- I'm a- oh wait. <laughs> yeah. And um, this is my friend Emily. <laughs> Say hi to the people. Hi. <laughs> so, I want to first give a little bit of an update to the ghost story that Alex told that she hasn't heard the update to yet. So, this mm. is news. So, you told a story that took place at our church in one of the buildings where you were going to hide under a desk and there was a ghost sitting under there. Mm-hmm. And the building that Alex was talking about that is owned by our church actually used to be our my sister and my family's, our aunt and our uncle, well, like, they're dead. They were really old. But our <laughs> great great man and great great uncle or something and they lived in that house before it was owned by our church and when i heard alex's story i wondered like what if that ghost was related to us but i knew that aunt Irma and uncle Alice hadn't had well they didn't have any kids so i went home and i asked my mom just to double check or to see if anybody else had lived there and she said that actually they did have a kid and their kid tragically died in a, like, shoveling accident. Like, he was shoveling snow or something, and a snowbank fell on him or something crazy. Whoa. Where, yeah, so they they actually did have a kid. So and so, like, you might have met our <laughs> relative that Whoa. we didn't meet. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that weird? Oh, my gosh. I did not expect Ew. her. <laughs> wow. Do you know how old he was? I think she said when he died, he was, like, 15 or 16. So, but tonight we're doing uh, kind of like true crime or urban legend things, uh, a little bit of both, I guess, but Halloween themed. And mine goes kind of in alignment with yours because I didn't realize that you had mentioned that he had black eyes, like where you looked at his eyes and they were black and you were scared. But So I looked into the black eyed children, which is an urban legend that preface who knows if it's true or not like this is not a confirmed case where there we have children that have black eyes somewhere but it was started in the 90s sent around like a a guy sent around a newsletter about his experience with these black eyed children and there since then there have been a lot of similar encounters so the stories all begin with a family or people in their homes and they hear either a loud noise or a knock on their door outside. And they go answer the door and all of them see 
like I think it's normally three, but it's been there are stories that say there's one and then two others come standing at their doorway there and they're almost like creepy pale robotic sounding like they all say the same thing they always are asking they're saying like that they're lost and they need to come and use their phone to call their mom and at first they don't make eye contact with you so you can't see what their eyes look like and then eventually they keep pestering 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 because apparently they're not allowed to come inside your house like they have to be invited in so if you don't let these kids in you're safe but if you let them in to use your phone which they're children like what you probably would let them in. If, or you're a jerk. I, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> so you don't let them in, but they ask and ask and ask. And then eventually um, they start getting more and more aggressive and then they cool off and leave. Everybody reports that the ones that do let them in report afterward like terrible things. Like they get really sick or dizzy or they develop cancer or they get in a car accident the next day. Like really bad things happen if you let these kids in your house. Do they notice the eyes? Like when do they notice They notice the, the eyes when the kids come in. Like when they let the kids in, then eventually the, the kids actually look at them and they see their eyes and the you immediately get, like, frozen and can't walk away and get scared. So that's why it's, like, Alex's story. Like, she got – she felt frozen like she couldn't leave. But that – who invited him in? Like, uh, I don't know. It was I mean, house. maybe they maybe invited – Yeah. People also say that they're between the ages of 5 and 17, like, the three of them. And they all feel some sort of overwhelming anxiety when they open the door and see the kids. Like, they all feel uneasy. It's not like – like, every single one of them had a, like, weird, creepy feeling even before they saw the eyes. The kids are also super pale and in, dressed in, like, nightgowns or nighttime bed clothing. That's always a ghost thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're always clothes. They're always in nightgowns. <laughs> so I'll share a story that's on Reddit about somebody's cool. experience. So Shelby McGurvey says on Reddit, so when I was like 13, my mom and her boyfriend had to go to the hospital and no one would be able to get to my, get my brother to the bus stop the next morning because they had, because they had babysat overnight. So I got to miss school the next day to take my brother. After I made sure my brother got on the bus and stuff, I went home and cleaned and did random stuff a 13 year old did. It was 11.45 when there was a knock at the door. Thinking it was the mailman or a neighbor or something, I opened my door and said hello. There was this kid at my door. He couldn't have been much older than me at the time, and he had bangs that were covering his eyes, which I found weird because it was like 107 degrees out. The kid was super still. Can't have bangs. Can't have bangs in hot weather. No bangs allowed. Uh. Uh, like I thought one of my friends had put a mannequin there and ran or something, but then it spoke and it sounded like a robot or something. It was like programmed to say this. My mother said to ask someone for a phone in fear that I get lost. Do you have a phone? And that's the thing that all of these Reddit stories say that the, the kids say exactly that. At this point, I was shitting my pants because, one, I'm a 13-year-old girl, and this older boy dressed like a burglar was at my door with half his face covered, and two, for some reason, he had bangs. I just couldn't look away. I felt like if I moved or said anything other than yes, then I'd explode. And three, I saw two other boys around the same age standing in my driveway dressed the exact same way in front of me. Baggy mm. jeans, dark hoodie, and scuffed up van. So that's a little different than the nightgown. They updated that is really Yeah, <laughs> they're weird. more modern <laughs> black-eyed children. We wear vans now. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard that. So I started to stutter and shake my head. It was the only thing I could do. I finally got a no and then started to close my door. 
but the fucking bastard put his foot in the way. And that's another thing that they all say. Like, these kids, like, act if you try to close the door on them, they put their foot in the door. Then the two others started walking up, and I was like, hell no. I grabbed the bat by the door and threatened him. If you don't leave right now, I'll kick your ass and call the cops. I shouted loud enough so that my neighbors could hear. Internally, I was planning my funeral. Just as I was about to close the door, the first one smiled, looked up, and there were black fucking eyes. The other two did the same, and I was like, nope, slammed the door shut, called my neighbor. 20-year-old dude, he ran over and looked for them, but they were gone. When I told my mom, she didn't believe me and said that I was lying. They never came back, but I'm still scared to be at my house alone now. Basically, all the stories go similarly. I don't, and I don't know if they're all true or they're all false, but, like, that's, you know, that's the start of it. So, so weird. But my mom actually went through an experience with a child that had black eyes, and I had no clue we <gasps> were going to talk about that tonight. Weird. At all. <laughs> Just so weird to think about. So my mom grew up in a really haunted house, like, her whole life growing up. And I've always been fascinated by, like, scary things. But I had no clue we were going to talk about ghosts. <laughs> like, at all. I didn't think this was going to come up. And I'm, like, over here, like, itching. Um, so, like, my grandma's old house, like, since my grandfather moved in, like, the first night, my grandfather started experiencing things. Like, be- like right as they bought the house. And he used to stay there by himself. And, like, lights would turn on and off. He would hear footsteps, kids laughing, like, all these different things. And, like, after everybody moved in, my mom had a ghost in her own room. But that one wasn't a child. But everybody else said they saw a child. Everybody else. And they always had black eyes. And my grandmother, the same day she, like, told me about this, actually got pushed out of a window. She says, by <gasps> a ghost, and broke both of her legs. Oh, oh. What? my gosh. Yeah. That's so creepy. That goes along exactly with something <laughs> bad happens after you see it. And, like, we had our house blessed at one point because, like, my grandma wanted to, like, get all this energy out or whatever. And everything stopped for, like, so long. And then my two aunts had the idea to put my mom and my uncle in separate rooms and have them draw the guy that they always see in the <gasps> room and see if they look the same. They looked exactly the same, and then everything started happening again. Oh. The lady who lives there now always says that things are happening. As soon as she moved into that house, she got hit by a car on her bike. <gasps> yeah. That house needs to be Oh, my God. It's crazy. Oh. There have been, like, reportings, and I don't know if it, it actually yeah. was a true story or not, but there was a report that – black-eyed children were, like, captured and, like, taken to a mental institution. And when they were trying to transport them, like, everybody trying to transport them died or something. And, like, or the car crashed. They escaped. And it was, like... So crazy. But, but like, they said that a, they were trying to transport them because everybody at the old institution started to get die of cancer. Like, they all got sick, except these children. Isn't that weird? So do you guys think it's a legend or real? If they're real, they're, like, aliens. They're not... That's one of the theories. That they're aliens? Yeah, and because some people report that they leave and get in a car with a man in black. Like, Mm. men men in black. Uh, I feel like that's in a movie. And because they're robotic and stuff, like the way that they talk. But what would their intention be? (laughs) To create bad things to keep happening so that we keep... So just keep watching to be mean. <laughs> well, I'm thinking more government related. Like yeah, it would fair. boost so consumerism if we're still getting cancer for no reason and oh, other things. Whoa, the pharmaceutical turn. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> There's also uh, theories that they're like just demon possessed children. 
um, or that their spirits are ghosts or that they're just a bad omen in general. Like the things that yeah. happen to people afterward, like actually they were almost a warning sign to them trying to help in a way. Like they didn't cause yeah. it, but they were preparing them. Um, and then also that they're vampires is a potential, but that there hasn't been any suggestion that they've actually – I think it's just because they're pale. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're invited in. That yeah. Thing. That uh, also. Thing. Yeah. 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 So. I, I would know. say I, my my thought is demon. If anything. It's, I'm, it's yeah, I'm demon, on your probably. side. Especially like I totally believe like my mom is like one of the most rational people I've ever met in my life. And like for her to like tell me these stories and like fully wholeheartedly believe them. Like I have to believe it. I don't yeah. know. And like I grew up in that house. It's just like weird. That is really crazy. Okay, so I'll share my story next, and my story is about the real Dracula, which I never even knew that the real Dracula wasn't actually a vampire. Like, his name is Vlad the Impaler, and he's known for impaling people, and his name in Romanian translates to Dracula, and his dad is named Dracul, which means devil. So, technically, he's, like, the son of the devil. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, he lived around the 1400s, which was a time where, like, people weren't killing because they were a psychopath and they wanted to kill. It was kill or be killed in that time. So, it was kind of like the Vikings, like, the, those all weren't, like, serial killers. They were just people who needed to kill to get by to survive. So he was born in Transylvania in Romania, and he was always known for being psychotic. I know I just said he's not, <laughs> but he was just known for being psychotic for the way that he's killing. Like, impaling was a brutal, brutal way to kill people, and it would basically be, I'm going to try to explain it <laughs> in like the best way I can but it's like a giant steak that you would stick through like the rib area of someone and then turn it and stand it up in the ground so they slowly die but if you wanted to make it worse you would put it up their rectum <laughs> which takes oh. days oh. so the person is still surviving they're just watching everything happen and yeah. he was known for that the, and he was called Vlad the Impaler <laughs> yeah so this is what he liked to, he was also how known do you have for, the time to impale somebody that like how, why aren't they running the whole time aren't they, they like he had like, troops he had troops oh. but oh. basically holding them still while he shoved it up there He was actually known for popping a squat, making his dinner, and watching the people suffer after that he impaled. So, yes, he was killing (laughs) or being killed, but it, like, yes, it was kill or be killed, but he... On another level. Yeah, it was on another level. He enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, So, background story on him, his father was very powerful, and, um... Paranoid, though, because the Saxons, who were kind of, like, a bigger power at the time, would be very, like, wishy-washy on their loyalty and would kind of try to test everybody else's loyalty. And they eventually turned on the Dracul family and killed the mom, dad, and brother of Vlad. So he was obviously very bitter, but he ended up fleeing and he survived. 
But he became very paranoid after that. So much so that he would have servants taste everything he ate or drank before he before he did because he thought assassins were always out mm. to get him. Wow. Yeah, so that would suck. Be so inconvenient for a midnight snack. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically wanted to get rid of every other power, everyone that was against him. So he had fortresses with layers and layers of barriers and watchtowers and everything made it so hard to get to him. He was like on the top floor, like third floor, beautiful view, like of all of his layers of barriers and fortresses. Um, But everybody else at the time was also brutal and also good at fighting. Like if you're living in that time, you have to be good. Like that's just how it is. So he decided to surprise attack, like, (laughs) hundreds of people. He tried to surprise attack hundreds of people. So he invited them over for dinner. And basically... Good start. The barriers are just as hard to get out of as they are to get in. So it did actually work, and he impaled 500 people. So he just had 500... Like, oh my god, human kebabs in his yard, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just such a terrible but like funny thing. Human kebabs. (laughs) So, his next step was to destroy the Saxons, but they were really hard to attack. Like, it was a whole kingdom. So, the way kingdoms worked back then is like people had a curfew and at, at the curfew, everybody would run back into the kingdom and the gates of the kingdom would be closed. And he didn't want to deal with all that, like getting through the layers after the gates were closed. So he waited till nighttime exactly when the people were closing the gates and he attacked with his troops. And so they impaled a ton of people. And that's when the whole famous story came out about him being him like, watching while eating dinner just like chilling watching them die um the whole story as if they had like newspapers and (laughs) publicists back then (laughs) i don't know how it was word of mouth i guess (laughs) um anyway so then he was on to the next one which was the ottoman empire (laughs) so (laughs) yeah did you know he did not have much help but um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how he expected to do this, but he, let's just, side note, he came across a group of Muslims on the way to wherever he was going to attack them from, and he ordered the Muslims to take their turbans off because it was disrespectful if they didn't take them off. And they wouldn't take them off because, obviously, like, it's not a respect thing, it's part of their religion, whatever. And so he nailed the turbans to their heads and killed them <gasps> all by doing that. Wow. Yeah, he was salty. <laughs> so I wonder who he's reincarnated as. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, but he was probably Hitler. <laughs> probably Hitler. Like probably Hitler didn't do enough dirty work himself, too. though. It seems like this guy That's actually true. got this his hands tough. dirty. Hitler's baby was too lucky too, because his mom was gonna have an abortion, but the doctor talked him out of it. So what? I feel like that wouldn't have happened to his reincarnation. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Hmm. I've heard that. I don't know. Um, he was asking Christian kingdoms to help him next. This guy needed a lot more help still, so he reached out to Christian kingdoms to help take over the Ottomans, and this was how skewed his view was. He sent 
a bag or multiple bags. I don't know how many it takes to fit this. Of 23,887 human noses to to the Christian kingdom to to ask for their help. Like, I don't know if that was a token of gratitude. Like, what is that? Holy crap. What was his brain? Oh, my god! That's how many noses. How long did it take to help them all off? So he wasn't getting the response that he had hoped for, I guess, <laughs> with the noses, and nobody was really helping him. So he knew he had to escape because the Saxons were much tougher than him, so he was screwed. And his wife was so scared that she committed suicide. Like, she was so scared that they were going to lose, basically. So he ended up fleeing after that once again. But he was actually super smart about it. And on all the horses, he turned their horseshoes backwards. So that it looked like, like he was coming into the king, like into his land when really he was leaving his land. So he didn't want to leave any traces. So how did he smart. think like that? But he couldn't realize that noses weren't a good gift for England. <laughs> <laughs> Common sense, street smart. I don't know. So. He um, ended up then disappearing for 10 years, and then he came back 10 years later to steal his land back. (laughs) And that's pretty much where his story ends. No one knows how he died. They're assuming it was in battle just because that's what he did, and, like, nobody heard from him. But, yeah, that's Vlad the Impaler. Did he still kill people when he left, or he... just quit all of it. He had to kill people to steal his land back, yeah. I mean, like, the ten years that he was gone. Oh, no one knows, so maybe not. Maybe he just took a break. <laughs> I assume that he wouldn't have taken a break. It seemed like he liked it too much. I don't know. I think it's creepier if he did. Wouldn't we Because that means he never though? needed to. <laughs> exactly. It <laughs> all a choice. Yeah. <laughs> this is just for fun. Exactly. <laughs> but... Yeah, I just found it so interesting that the real Dracula really had nothing to do with a vampire, but they said he was blood hungry, so like he was still, I don't know. He was still a what? He was blood hungry. So he was still, he still liked to kill, but he wasn't what we would call a normal day vampire. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to you about vampires, real ones that are in the world today, as we could say. So the first kind is an energy sucker, and the second kind is a blood sucker. Uh, so the first kind, the energy suckers, they say that they only need to touch somebody um, or sometimes have sex is another way that they talked about uh, in order to take somebody's energy. So I'm assuming that this is consensual, but obviously <laughs> there are a lot of times when we think of vampires, we think of not consensual. And a lot of the vampires that we'll talk about today have a past of sexual molestation and other things like that. Oh. So bloodsuckers, on the other hand, actually drink blood straight from the source or out of a bag that they have donated, is what they say, from people. But obviously, in stories that we're going to talk about today, it's not always donated. People take it, too. (laughs) So, (laughs) bloodsuckers believe now that they need blood in order to live. So, they actually say that they have an energy deficiency in their bodies that can only be filled with blood. Um, So, the first... One that I'm going to talk about is a really famous one that a lot of people talk about in America. He's the founder of the Atlanta Vampire Alliance. 
uh, the Vampire Alliance on Facebook has over 10,000 members. It's a lot of members. <laughs> it's a lot of people saying that they are really vampires and they really do need to have this blood. So even when they've talked to psychologists and doctors and they've explained to them, like, this can't be good for you, all these other things, they always say, no, I feel great. Some of them even say they have this, like, euphoric feeling after they drink the blood. I wonder so, if they've done studies on what they like yeah. their <laughs> nutrient levels. <laughs> exactly. Like, I really wonder. Because uh, they didn't go into detail uh, in the episode I watched. But the most famous current vampire is Murdicus. He is still alive to this day. He actually goes on some podcasts and talks on the radio sometimes about his, like, coalition or alliance that he has. He says that if he stops, that he has physical withdrawals. Like, kind mm. of like what we would feel if you stop smoking cigarettes, uh, he has like the same kind of thing. He says he feels sick. He feels very weak. He can't live his day to day life. Uh, all these other things. He gets headaches, stomach aches without it. So he says that he has it at least once a week to this day. Uh, and he says he gets it from family and friends. So I don't know how much of that is true. Uh, but. Ew. Family and friends. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to believe that like you wouldn't have to get it from like an illegal source at some point. Like that's like right. that's a lot of people donating their blood to you like every just week just to drink. Yeah, you know so what I mean. Too. Like, why? so I find it hard to believe like he's not getting anything off like the black market or something like mm. that. Mm. That's kind of what I thought automatically. But yeah, he's still alive and still lives in Atlanta. If I lived in Atlanta. Want- that scares yeah. me so much. There's vampires like love Atlanta. Ten thousand members the in shows Atlanta. Are, like, <laughs> they're all in Atlanta. That's where all the vampire shows are taped. I'm rethinking every person I passed on the street. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this other girl, she's from Australia. She is Tracy Whittington. She is Australian's lesbian vampire. Her girlfriend would feed her. And that was kind of how she got all her blood. But she said growing up, she would actually drink animals' blood. <gasps> and the first, like, person that she ever saw cut their finger, she, like, asked them if she could suck their blood. And apparently they let her. I would think. I feel like I've been asked that in know. elementary school, actually. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I but she who. says that she's had fantasies about blood her entire life. She's always had cravings. She's always thought about it. Uh, since a very, very young age. So at one point in Tracy's life, she decided that she needed to try a male's blood. And since she was a lesbian who had a girlfriend, they came up with this elaborate plan to get this man into their car. So they lured this um, older man. He ended up having two children in the end, but she lured him into the car with sex, apparently. And they took him to this park where they continued to stab him 26 times yeah. And she said she felt no remorse about it. She was dumb enough to leave her debit card in his shoe. So obviously the cops found her very, very quickly in court. She like admitted to sitting next to his body and watching his blood drain while smoking a cigarette, just like sitting there and like it. She let it drain. She wasted all that. Great well, blood. she did drink a lot of it. <laughs> like, I think she collected some too, kind of like the True Blood. If anybody's seen True Blood, um, like in True Blood, they like collect it so that they can drink it uh, because they don't want to drink the actual True Blood, which is like fake human blood. But anyway, um, so in her story, she did go to jail. She is out of jail now. She was released in 2012. For murder for that she had murder no remorse about. That she had no remorse about. She is out of jail. Oh. So that was an what? interesting one. Yeah, I was, like, mind-blown by that one. (laughs) 
So the last Where one is this woman. I'm about to friend her. She's on in Facebook. Australia. She oh. stayed in Australia. I just need to know. Where oh, she so is the Australian times. criminal justice. What I find it so interesting that they're different. all over the world. Like. It's yeah. not just one area that it's like this is like condensed to. It's like everywhere. And like even in Vladimir like Vlad's case, even though he wasn't like eating people, he still was like enjoying it, which is what most of these people sound like they're doing. So maybe yeah. that's just the vampire thing. Well, there like are other it. vampire stories from Transylvania, like that is yeah. like all in that area that yeah. were actual vampires, but Yeah. So the last one I'm gonna talk about is the most sad, I think, because this man killed 24 young boys. Uh, his name was Fritz Harmon, and he lived in Hanover, Germany. And when even when he was really young, he was accused of molesting young males and, like, went to jail. But he ended up getting out of jail on the fact that he was crazy. So he went to a psych ward and was in a psych ward for a very long time. He escaped and, like, left to go to Switzerland for a while, found a wife, got married, all these things. Um, and then it turns out later he returns to Germany with his wife and his kids and continued to murder 24 boys. So he would kill them by biting their Adam's apple, which I found was super interesting. He called it his love bite. And apparently the best blood came from that area, but, like, I guess it is your jugular, and your jugular would be, like, where, like, your Wouldn't blood your is, like... best blood be in your heart? Because it's pumping it out, like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But that's where he liked to bite them. Not um, And then he would cut them up and sell their meat and, like, flesh on the black market. And just, like, put all the bones and remains in this field by his house, which isn't very smart. But that's what he did. And later on, they found all the bones. They went into his house and searched it and found belongings that belonged to, like, all these boys. So he was obviously the killer. Guilty. And he later, like, talks about all the different ways that he would, like, use their bodies, which was really disgusting. Uh, but, yeah, so his name was Fritz Harmon. Uh, in the old days, though, if they thought somebody was a vampire, they would dig up their bodies, and oftentimes they would find that they still looked alive. And I found this <gasps> super interesting. Interesting. So people, like, uh, one guy died, and he apparently came back, like, the six nights after and killed somebody every six nights after as, like, a vampire. And when they opened up, like, his grave and opened it, he was apparently, like, had blood all in his mouth that looked very fresh his hair was growing back, his fingernails were growing back, like, all of these things that they, like, didn't believe were true. So they, like, cut their heads off and would burn them. Uh, because, that yeah. That makes so much sense. So that's where all that came from. I thought it was because, like, that's just how they thought they had to kill vampires, but it was because they were opening up their graves, and they thought that that's what they needed to do in order for them not to come back anymore. Oh, well, they were just sleeping. That's where they sleep. The yeah, during the day. <laughs> Interesting. That's crazy. That's yeah. the whole, like, Twilight and everything. Mm-hmm. That is, mm-hmm. like... You have to watch True Blood. They never die, right? Unless their heads are cut off. Yeah. Right. And you burn or it's a stake to the heart. Like, a, it has to be, like... And still, they're burned after, right? Yeah. That's a common Well, I thing. think, like, as soon as the stake hits, they're supposed to, like, burst into flames. Mm-hmm. I think... That's, like, the new vampire. At least, I, like, know every stage of vampire. <laughs> I've been obsessed for so long, but, like, yeah. Is this a weird question? <laughs> Are vampires ever other races? Like, they're always pale, I feel like. Or that's just what I picture. I mean, at least, like, there is some historical stuff, but it's mostly 
white people. Like, but on the Vampire Alliance, though, like, I actually looked up the Facebook page after, and it's, like, so many people. Um, and, like, if you've ever seen... That oh, clinical band. If you've ever that. seen True Blood, like... Like, in True Blood, it's all in New Orleans, and, like, most of the vampires are of a different color. So the whole thing is, like, filmed there. And I thought that was a super hmm. interesting take, because, like, not a lot of people touch on that at all. Twilight has... Yeah. Yeah, Twilight does, too. races, I guess, yeah. When the other, like, <coughs> tribe comes in or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Vampires. Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to discuss Henry Howard Holmes, also known as H.H. H. Holmes, um... America's first known serial killer, born May 16th, 1861, Taurus, which is like a first. It's usually a Gemini or a Sagittarius, so, but he's definitely close to Gemini, so. So he is known to have killed 27 victims, but looking more into it, others have said it's closer to 200. Um, it's big, big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a little, that's zero, a big difference like, there. <laughs> There's reasons, I mean, to believe maybe he was born this way, but his parents also weren't the best. Growing up, he didn't have the best life. Um, his mom was very, very distant. She didn't show much love toward him and his um, two siblings. His dad, on the other hand, tortured him and the siblings and through different ways. One of them was food deprivation and isolation. There was another way he... I think it was something similar to chloroform, like over their mouths when they would cry or something um, similar. That was to get them to not cry. So they had a tough childhood and Henry Holmes would then run off into the woods and dissect animals like living or dead. The red flag. <laughs> and that started at a young age. Uh, he was also bullied in school. He had a big fear of skeletons, actually, and doctors' offices and... They actually would bring him there and, like, mock him and make him stare at skeletons until he wasn't scared of them anymore. And I think it almost reversed, like, his fear of death and everything and made him obsessed with it, which is crazy. But he's a very intelligent guy, very charming, too. Went to the University of Michigan School of Medicine and Surgery. Ew, that grosses me out. Because if he's going into surgery, like, but he's a serial killer, like... I don't know. I would just feel very vulnerable. There's a really famous one in England, though. That's what he was. He was a doctor, and like everybody trusted him, and he was like one of the biggest serial killers in the area. Mm-hmm. But did he kill them through like doctor ways? I think he did or? kill some people through like just like giving them like an injection of like to kill them and stuff, and then other people he would like kill, kill. I I, I just think it's interesting that like. If he was born with a terrible fear of these things, was he ever supposed to go down this road? Or did, like, they force him down it mm. by messing with his own, like, path? Oh, that's true. I didn't even think of I that. I would love to see his birth chart. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, man. Uh, he, while he was at that school, he would um, actually stole them. The, I don't know how to say this word. Cadavers. cadavers. Yeah, he stole the cadavers from the actual labs and would tell the families he just had died in an accident. So that was, like, pretty much the start of it all. Then he had owned a drugstore in Chicago. Across the street from the drugstore, he then later opens the Murder Hotel, or known as Murder Castle. This building took about 18 months to get together. They thought it would take six. 
Um, he had hired a bunch of different kind of workers throughout the whole time because he would, um, he didn't want anyone to know the exact layout of the building. He wanted to be the only one who knew the map of it. So there was a cellar with, um, three floors above it. He had, he was smart. So he had the first floor open to the public. Um, he had shops on the first floor. He sold some parts to other people for them to rent the place out and sell their products and whatnot. And as time went on, it turned into a hotel, and the second and third floor were more hotel rooms, but there was something sort of horrid about them. He had built it in a way where uh, people would stay there, and they'd run go down the hallway and run into a dead end. Certain doors they thought they were supposed to go into, like they were locked, there were weird chambers. He had gotten the word out to advertise the place for people to stay there through um, trying to get tourists in for the World Fair. He also put ads out for women to lure them in and was trying to get them to, like, marry him. (laughs) (laughs) And it actually worked really well. He put ads ads out? out? (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) It worked really well. Like, he got married multiple times? He actually did have (laughs) three women. He was married to three women at the same time, (laughs) but it was all over different times. They had all just gone missing or something had happened to them. There were a lot of cases where someone had gone missing that he was very close with or just along the way. Like I said, 200, maybe more than that people he had killed. I feel like if I had a friend that people kept going missing in their life, I'd probably not be their friend for very long. The American Horror Story is him. It is him. It is his hotel that they all live in. But it's not the guy in the show. Like, it's John Wayne Gacy is the guy that's in the show murdering people. But they all live in H.H. Helms Hotel. Okay. That's a weird thought. Clown. Okay. Was that? Yeah, true? he like apparently died in that murder hotel. So like that's why John Wayne Gacy died in the murder hotel in real life. No, I don't know. That's just in the show. In the show, oh, yeah. Okay. In the Cortez is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just yeah. Decided to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad you looked that up. Actually, that makes sense too. When I've seen it now. Yeah. But I um, think they do talk about it, but I don't know. I don't feel like his character's in it though. I don't. I got I definitely have to rewatch well, it John now that Wayne I know Gacy's about him. AJ Trump's wouldn't be. No, it was John a bunch Wayne Gacy of wasn't different... alive. They were all ghosts, like in the hotel, like still killing people. And like, oh. yeah, they all live in the hotel together, like all these murderers, these you famous murderers. It. You should watch Why? it. Why? Yeah, how have you not yeah. seen it? American Horror Story, I watched the first season, got too scared to watch by myself, so I never watched <laughs> That's it again. That's the scariest season. Is it really? Yeah. No. I, I think so. I was so scared. I thought the first, so the house. Yeah, I thought that one was scary. I do love that one, but I didn't think it was the scariest. The Coventry? I love Coven, Coven? but Coven isn't that that scary, though. No, it's just good. I started to watch the nine one. (gasps) (laughs) We all got so jumpy because I thought it was the scariest, though. (laughs) But yeah, Asylum's good. John Wayne Gacy died in jail. Asylum gets weird, though, with the whole alien spin. Oh, yeah. The asylum true. just brought in, like, the aliens on top of everything yeah. happening in the asylum. And it was like, <laughs> too much. So he had set this place up to have traps and whatnot and random doors he could go through to cut through places. And he even put up, for the exit doors, he had alarms by them so he knew if any guests were trying to escape. Escape? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> do, do we just leave? Like, right. Check out. <laughs> <laughs> He um <laughs> they rented a hotel and like had to stay in the hotel. They couldn't like sightsee or anything. Apparently not. 
that someone um, online had said that the basement was some parts like were torture spots, and there was something he had called the stretcher, which they didn't really go into that's detail in about it. Story, yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, that's like the first episode. They like stretch his body apart. And the other Ew. thing that makes sense too now is someone else mentioned the gas chambers and like the fire. Yeah. And how it was for glass blowing, he had said, but it was too many. It was it wasn't the right number for it to be glass blowing. So it was, so really it was enough for like to burn creation. bodies, though. Yeah. Uh. So <laughs> it's like Sweeney Todd shit. Like drop them through the basement, burn them up. Yeah. Like, Just yeah. Quick. <laughs> he was very efficient. Like, for real. While that was happening, people would be like on the floor above too. Just like purchasing stuff from stores it was a very like like, no one knew what was going on he was very sneaky about it it's amazing honestly like how he put such intention into murdering and (laughs) (laughs) like it's unreal if he could have just you know used it in a better way but (laughs) this did happen i I know (laughs) i definitely think his parents were big influence on it and being bullied like everything in his childhood didn't help him out there is a point where he gets arrested for insurance fraud, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, which is really funny because it wasn't anything to do with what was going on, but the insurance fraud led to people needing to come into the building and like they had to check certain regulations and or something along those lines and they discovered bones from like a little girl and a lot of other things came up. And that led to his real arrest, and he didn't really admit to it. I think he admitted to two murders, maybe, but then he kind of turned it around, and at one point he admits to raping and killing a woman, but somehow the 27 victims had come out, but, you know, it was really more like 200. I think, didn't they just find the bodies of 27? I think so, yeah. But there were just so many other people missing for no reason in that town or whatever. If he has a facility to burn bodies, I'm pretty sure that's all we need to know. (laughs) It's crazy. He also had said he was born with a devil. And this is directly from him. He says, I was born with a devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more that the poet can help the inspiration to sing. He was arrested. He uh, was hung in Philly. Or no, he... This was in Chicago, but... Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, is he's it actually in Chicago? He's buried though, somewhere house? in Philly. I don't... I think he... What? Yes. Did he go to crazy. Eastern State Penitentiary? Is that why he was hung in Philly? Maybe. I think he went to hang himself in his own place and... Yeah, he his, died in Philadelphia. His death happened, like, that was a long process. It was, like, a 20-minute thing. I don't know exactly how that... What? Did he have a death? <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a really violent way, like, it had happened. But he hung himself. Nobody did anything to him. I'd have to look into that part. I'd honestly... He was that. arrested in Boston. I'm trying to find it. In Boston? After being tracked there from Philadelphia. So I guess he must have moved to Philadelphia. Yeah, but I'm confused because the murder house was in Chicago. Why yeah, would he be in Philly? He if that's like his whole life and how he gets away with murder. Maybe he fled the in- when the insurance thing happened? Maybe. But he wasn't he... Wasn't he arrested when the insurance thing happened? Because they found stuff while they were doing the search? Yeah, he... Yeah, so he didn't have time to, like, leave. Unless he was, like, out on bail. Captured. There was a lot going on in his Captured arrest. 
<laughs> he was hanged at pressing him for arson charges. Arson? He reappeared. Fort Worth was where he reappeared in Chicago. How did he end up? I, he may have bribed. He may have bribed Wait, um, people as well. The scheme, which was to take place in oh, so he was he faked he his was own trying death. to fake his yeah, own death did. in Philly. Okay, yeah, and that's where he got caught because he was trying to do it in Philly and set himself up as an inventor under the name B.F. Perry. Mm-hmm. So he escaped his uh, arson but charges? But it says that he was killed and disfigured in a lab explosion. This really? says that he was hanged I've never heard at that prison on Wikipedia. Seems like there's a lot of controversy. There yeah. is. I ended up figuring out that it was, he's definitely dead. He is. In yeah. Philly, in the coffin that's there. Okay, wait, no. What they coffin killed his partner? That's who he killed. Oh, he did. Yeah, he, he killed did. his partner. He did kill his partner. So it wasn't him. I, forgot to I thought that it. was like who he was. Yeah, no, it's fine. I was just. Where is he buried? He buried. <laughs> what do you say? Buried. 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 Like buried alive. Buried. He's buried alive. He's. You don't say buried. Buried, buried is like what a hedgehog cross. is. Like buried. That's burrow. Do you say bury or buried? Buried. Buried. Thank you. It's buried. No, you don't. You say buried. Okay. I'm not saying buried in the Holy Cross Cemetery. Do I say? No, but seriously, Lansdowne. Maybe I say buried. Where's Lansdowne? Probably say both. Lansdowne. Oh, Lansdowne. That's where my old roommate's from. Oh, not Lansdowne. It's Philly. Lansdowne. Because I always thought she was saying Lansdale, which is. Close Dude, he kept house. up this whole charade, though, to his wife and, like, made her believe that he's Okay, charade. Like, charade. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that one was actually charade. wrong. You could say charade. <laughs> Someone um, actually bought the hotel after he passed. It didn't take much longer for one day. Someone outside working spotted flames coming from it. And by the time the fire police had got there, the whole ceiling had fallen down and it had burnt down completely. So wow. It doesn't exist anymore? So it's gone? No. Because on Wikipedia it said there's a building on top of it now. It's yeah, like, they probably... That would like make a, sense. It's probably super haunted. Yeah, it wouldn't... Depends ever... on if those beings were stuck to, like, the, the place where it happened because sometimes beings can be stuck to not just where they died. Sometimes mm-hmm. they can be stuck to, like, the space. a significant other or a house space. that they lived in. Yeah. But I feel like a murder victim, like, you're, a lot of your energy would probably go to where the most trauma, like... He died at 34-ish. May 7th, ni- May 7th, 1869. Wow, he's young. Yeah. He did a lot in his he young did. life. He did so much. Owned a hotel and built it. And I was people in it. impressive. And... D- went to med school like that's yeah like how did you do all that (laughs) he had the intelligence to graduate high school at 16 i'm pretty sure maybe vlad came back as him Mm. (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe the food deprivation and isolation helped him like maybe (laughs) (laughs) if that's the silver lining (laughs) I can't even think of a challenge for this episode. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, we usually end with a challenge. Oh. Don't and hurt it's usually related to what we talked about. <laughs> Don't do any of these things. <laughs> Don't try this at Stare home. at a skeleton and see if you become a serial killer after. <laughs> something really weird. What? My neighbors at my new house, year round, year round, have a skeleton display. 
up and like every week it changes so like last week it was like a skeleton riding a skateboard and it said hang 30 and then like this week it was like a skeleton ripping another skeleton's heart out and it was like i'll rip your heart out and like (laughs) three weeks ago it was like an angel and a devil skeleton like looking at each other like literally every single week i drive home i have to drive that way just so i can see what he has up he does it every week of the year every week of the full year not just october the full year whoa Ever since Are I we moved sure into the that he's not a serial killer? I'm going to start sending you the snaps every week. Yes, I'll stop please. and send it to you. <laughs> wow. Committed. It's crazy. It's so much Have you ever seen the inside of his house? No. Oh, hell I no. wonder if he has skeletons, like... He seems skeletons, like... like, welding stuff to make these things. Like, he, like... It's legit. Whoa. Like, it Aww. is, like, art installation. It's a hobby. Yeah. But what if he starts using real bodies? Ew. <laughs> okay, yo. <laughs> what if... <laughs> it's a slippery slope. <laughs> it happens on bones. I watch too much TV. Because I like creepy TV also. Me too. So if you guys want to find more true crime stories or just creepy stories in general, we found these stories from Kendall Ray on YouTube, and she does true crime, urban legends. The week of Halloween she does. Freak Freak week. week. Yeah. So definitely check her out. She's awesome. She somehow finds all information you could possibly need on every case. It's like she has like an FBI link or something <laughs> because there's no way she finds all of this. And she's a really good storyteller. So that's at Kendall Ray on YouTube. K-E-N-D-A-L-L-R-A-E. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Rate and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on and find us on Instagram. DM us with your creepy stories and if you've ever encountered any black-eyed children or vampires or if you are a vampire let us hear your side of things <laughs> it's true at vibe up the podcast i was gonna say are you gonna say our handle yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening bye Thank you. bye night